For more than a century, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell you their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. Former general manager Ted Thompson liked big linemen with light feet. Little did he know, when he drafted C.J. Wilson in the seventh round of the 2010 draft, that he was getting a big lineman who was not only light on his feet, but had light fingers on a keyboard as well. C.J. Wilson, a seventh round draft choice, 2010. So you come to a team, and these guys at the uh, season opening welcome dinner and all that, they're wearing hats and cowboy hats and the whole thing because the Super Bowl is going to be in Dallas. Pretty heady days for a rookie off the seventh round to come in not only make that team, but to be a part of it. Tell me about that. It was a great time, you know. I I think one of my, my greatest memories when I got here was the atmosphere, you know, coming out of college. It was all about one thing, and I heard it from everybody every day, when this is our year. And so you hear that every day from coaches, players. And so I started to believe that, wait, maybe this is our year and I'm going to be a part of something special. And just getting here, seeing all the guys, and trying to find out where you fit in. Because as you know, as a football player in the NFL, you don't, it's not, it's, it's not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. So you just kind of find out where you fit in and try to make the team. Who were some of the guys that kind of took you under their wing, influenced <laughs> you a great deal? Were there some teammates that? A lot of guys. I would say a couple of guys that I, I Ryan Pickett, Cullen Jenkins, you know, Jarris Wynn, B.J. Raji, all those guys like that was, we was very close, very close. And your coach, uh, was it Turgo? Yes, sir, Turgo. Turgo had a lot of toys around, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> Turgo, Turgo make up some things, some drills you never seen before. But you out there, but it works. He was the hardest working coach I've ever been around, you know. He worked hard watching film and just preparing you every day for the game. Yeah, he was a tremendous guy. Uh, so you, you're in the Super Bowl mm. situation, and you made it through the playoffs. You're in Dallas for a week. There's an ice storm mm. yes. and everything. But Saturday night before mm. the game, mm. you just gravitated. There was a piano, I guess, oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Tell, tell me about what happened <laughs> with that little informal concert, <laughs> impromptu concert yeah. you, you had uh, yeah. where most of your teammates said, I didn't know he could play the piano. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, you know, I just think, you know, you don't forget things when you play, but uh, it was a piano out there beside our meeting room. And, yeah. and a couple of guys would play on it every day. We would just walk by and sit down. But that particular day, you know, we was waiting for a meeting uh, to start. And so defense always down there early. And so we were sitting there and I just started playing, just playing and uh, just started playing. They would say, play this, play this. And, and then all of a sudden, more guys come up, more guys come up, more guys come up. And then all of a sudden, uh, it was uh, Greg Jennings came up and he just took over and just started singing and we had a little church, I would say. <laughs> and uh, it was great because we was laughing, talking, you know, just, we, it was like at that moment for five minutes, we just didn't, we wasn't thinking about football. We wasn't thinking about none of the, the you know, the cameras and just down in Dallas, we were just thinking about each other, just having fun with each other. It, it kind of broke the pressure of, mm -hmm. I would imagine, the night before Super Bowl, pretty mm -hmm. tense, you know? I wasn't trying to do that. We was just having fun. You it know? Was just, yeah, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Well, you know, you had mentioned, I'd read that you had 
your parents, your mm -hmm. dad was a pastor, your mm -hmm. mom was kind of a singer, and mm -hmm. they had you playing the piano at two? Two years old, and my mother would just, and she's doing it with my uh, some of my nieces and nephews now, she would go and just tell you, see, can you follow the tune to uh, lullabies, and, and if you can, you know, with your one finger, and then you get the concept of how to play by ear, and, and so she taught me when I was two, and she said, you, I, I was able to pick it up real fast, uh, more than my other, you know, siblings. And I was playing since I was two years old, and then I took over playing from my dad's church since I was 13. Wow. Mm -hmm. What an experience. That's great. Yes, sir. So tell me about your Super Bowl experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, you started the game, if I'm not mistaken, Yes, right? sir. Yes. Because they added an extra fourth mm -hmm. defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. um, the Steelers had a great running game. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that when, uh, when you stepped on that field. Oh, man. So we had a, a package called Hippo Package, and yep. it was for goal line and, and short yardage. And so I guess... And you know, the Pittsburgh thought we had maybe they thought we can they can run on us, I guess. And so you know, game started. I wasn't not a starter, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm in a hippo package. So I'm on the sideline looking up at the the big screen, and I never forget this. And you know, normally start off in base or nickel, and coach is sitting there yelling at me, hippo, hippo, hippo. And I'm sitting there like, oh, and I just ready the game because you know you don't start. Who starts off in hippo? So I go in the game, and it's the Super Bowl, you know, just like every other game, and it comes off. The ball is snap. It's a true story. I get hit right in the mouth by I can't think of the guy's name, but he he should probably maybe go in the Hall of Fame one day. But he was old offensive line. He had it. He just punched him right in the face, and it almost broke my jaw. <laughs> so I run over back on the side. Oh my God! He almost broke my jaw. But just the experience of being there, you know. And then after that, it was just like yo, we try to win. And they're like you said, from that day, everything from day one, win, win, win. And so, just forget about the Super Bowl. We're just trying to win this game. Well, this is pretty heady stuff for a guy who's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to be sitting there saying, wow, where did this all come you from? you got to understand, coming in from college, the most you're going to play is maybe 14 games. Yeah. We played 24 games my, my rookie year. 24 games. Can you imagine that? 24 games. That's like two college seasons. Yeah. So, it was just like, wow, this is a grind, you know? But it was fun. Because Coach McCarthy did a great job getting us off the field and just the guys, you know, camaraderie. It was fun. You know, um, you also played for Dom Capers, mm -hmm. great defensive coordinator. Yes, sir. Um, tell me about your remembrances of him. Dom, when you walk in a room, Dom's voice just travels. I mean, his voice is so deep. Dom is a great coach. He, he really is a great coach. And he's just going to, I don't know, just funny stories. I could just go on and on about Dom. But... One of the things I would say, this voice, I think that's my first experience, you know, how you doing CJ and it's like, you know, rumbles. Yeah. And, but uh, Don was good, good at what he did, you know, he did. He was a great defense coordinator. Tell me about the, the key play in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. the fumble about Mendenhall. Were you on the field at that time or what uh, was your view actually, I Actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we was in Hippo again. And I think he had to be Clay and, and Ryan Pickett to knock it out. Yeah. And um, I think Bishop picked it up. Was it Bishop? Who, I, I, I can't remember who picked it up, but... I just remember that, you know, playing football. They were trying to run on us, and we were just bowing our back, by our neck. We were just like, we're not going to run on us. And we just made a play. Clay and, and Ryan Pickett got the ball out, and I was on the field when that happened. Yeah. And, and God, he, you know, I, wanted to, I think it was Bishop that picked it up, and, and it was downhill from there. It was, it was um, uh, the key play mm -hmm. of the game. It really mm -hmm. was when you think about it. All the One of the key things. plays of the game that nobody re recognized, it, and I got to give my uh, – it's the D-line. We, we was – they was backed up, and um, Howard Green hits the hits Ben hand, and he throws a you know wobbly uh, ball, and um, 
Nick Collins. Nick Collins picks it off. And, and returns it for a touchdown. That was to me, because that set the tone to the game to me. And, yeah. And it was like, you know, that was a, we stole that play, stole the touchdown because he hit that, hit, hit Ben and made him throw that ball like that. So, yeah, that was, to me, that was one of the, the key plays besides the fumble. Married, the father of a little girl, C.J. Wilson is now a head football coach on the high school level in Greenville, North Carolina. I got into coaching, so now I'm just, I'm about to be the head coach this year. They just gave me the head coaching job at our local high school, one of the local high schools there in Greenville, North Carolina. So I am putting together our team, you know, and we, we actually won a playoff game, went to the playoffs, in the last, we haven't been in playoffs the last 10 years, but I was able to be a part of the coaching staff there last year. So this will be my first year as a head coach. Well, good luck with that. That's yes, great. Sir. Yeah. Your experiences in pro football, I mean, I imagine you're applying them every day. Every day. Job. It's, you know, because it's a lot of kids that underprivileged that go to my school and don't have fathers. They come from bad homes. And you're just trying to instill that they can make it, you know, to not just not professional football, but just to make it in life, period. Because, you know, a lot of kids, they don't have no kind of uh, influence. They, they just influenced by the, wor the worst. And so it's it's pretty uh, it's a good situation. I li I'm I'm like what I'm doing. You're still playing the piano? Yeah, every Sunday I still play with my dad's church now. Still that's play with awesome. my dad's church, and I just got into coaching, so that's what I'll be doing. Playing in Green Bay was special for CJ. You know what? When you're here in Green Bay, you know it's it's like family. It's a family town, family team. Everybody, everything is family. And I got a chance, and it was an honor to go and play for a different organization. But I will say this, there's no place like home. <laughs> and you find that out real fast, like, when you get there and, like, wow, like, everything matters, you know. The parking, you know, the city life, the, the, how expensive it is. It, it, it was like, you know, this is, I would say, the perfect organization to play for, the best. And anybody that plays here and go other places, they know what I'm talking about. This is the best place to play. A sentiment echoed by one Packers alumni after another.